0: Like I say every week on my show, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. We hear a lot of times people talk about gifts and passions, if you have a gift, leave with your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My interviews I bring onto the show are celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call uh, industry decision-makers. My next guest is Terry Dennison. She is the Georgia District Director of the U.S. Small Business Administration, you know as the SBA. In this role since May 2002, she's responsible for overseeing the implementation of the SBA's financial, counseling, training, and business development programs for small business throughout Georgia. The SBA is the only cabinet-level federal agency fully dedicated to small business and provides counseling, capital, and contracting expertise as as the nation's only go-to resource and voice for small business. If you are a small business owner, listen up. This is a show you want you don't want to miss. She's my friend. Every time I get a chance to bring on the show, she begins. Drops pearls of wisdom to so all entrepreneurs or people who want to go into the entrepreneurial space. Even in the chaos of this situation, small business owners still saw opportunities, and she was there to help them seize that opportunity. Georgia District processed over $1 billion for traditional SBA loans over the past year, despite the challenges of COVID-19. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation to Georgia District Director of the SBA, Terry Dennison. How you doing, Terry? I'm doing fine. Great to see you again. It's been way too long. Thank you. You know, I I call you my friend. I call you my friend because you come on my show and you enlighten people about an organization that, quite frankly, a lot of people know nothing about. This is true. how How do we change that? Because, like I said, I learned about it when I opened my comedy club way back in the day when I was living in Houston, Texas. I went in there. Resources were free, counseling was free. You guys were the organization in Texas, which is just the same like the SBA here, were there to want to want me to be successful. If I was opening a nightclub, they would tell me, "You here's a book. You this is how you can work out your budget." They had counseling and organizations and things like that. So you've been at this helm since two thousand two in the state of Georgia, talk about the the growth and then technology accelerating some of the opportunities of working as an entrepreneur with the SBA. Well, definitely this past year has
1: really tested the idea of connecting with people virtually. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily in all cases the best uh, option, yes. but it was an option that we could use. And I think it forced us to kind of up our game in terms of our technology and the application of that technology mm-hmm. to reach across the state, uh, because our office is responsible for the entire state of Georgia. And so this is definitely a tool that we can use uh, for that. We also have a new program that is coming up. Uh, it's a pilot program under the American Rescue Plan called Community Navigators. right. And that's where we would uh, grant to uh, key uh, community organizations Mm -hmm. and stakeholders who have networks within the communities across the state uh, to basically be that liaison between us and the small business community. Um, Sometimes it's hard for us as a federal government agency, being the government, to um, uh, connect or people feel they can connect to us. And this is a way for us to utilize those stakeholders that already have a reputation in various communities uh, to be more knowledgeable about us and to help connect us to those uh, small business owners existing and uh, uh, perspective. In
0: those communities. Well, you know, that's really interesting you're saying that because I'm just using the terminology. When you, when they always talk about the police, they always say if the police would be in the neighborhood, then it would be better served for that neighborhood. So it sounds like you're taking your the brand, which is a national brand, that is also localized in each state. And now you're taking it more into the community. Let's let's stay on that a minute because I think that's really uh, important. We talk about the Community navigators, which is a program established to provide grants to organizations and local communities. It helps small businesses connect to local SBA resources. And that's what we're talking about at the very top about, I know about the SBA, but a lot of people who need to know about the SBA know nothing about it. And that's what the Community Navigator will be able to help in this role, correct? That is correct. Now, when they serve as a link between these small businesses existing and the startups, now, it, now let's let's talk about if you can walk me through and slow us down because we hey. always hear about opportunities, Terry. You always hear about, well, you know, this is available to you, but still, how do you access it? So we have this great community navigator program. How do I access that program? Uh, And also, i would be interested in knowing how I can be a part of that program. It feels like something that my organization or me in general should be naturally associated with because I'm always trying to be that connected dot with local local businesses. That's local businesses, local entrepreneurs. And a lot of times people need to understand it's not always a brick and mortar. You know, entrepreneur has a wide range of opportunities. Where and so don't be confused that you gotta you gotta be selling a you gotta be a restaurant, you gotta be a mechanic store, or you gotta be a place of a, a full-fledged business. You are a business and you have to reach certain requirements. Now, this community navigator, how long has it been in place, Terry? Well, as actually just was passed
1: back uh, in, that would be in March, when the American Rescue Plan was uh, enacted. Mm -hmm. And we're really just getting the program off the ground. Currently, the agency is accepting proposals
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, from various organizations, what we call hubs, which would be like the lead organization. Mm -hmm. And they will be presenting proposals on how they utilize Spokes Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. other smaller organizations uh, within a certain area. It could be nationally, it could be statewide, Mm -hmm. or within a certain geographic area, say a city or a county. Uh, So that actually, that application process goes through July 23rd. It was actually extended to allow the maximum number of applications to be submitted as possible. So we're at the very beginning of implementing this program.
0: Okay. And the the purpose of the program, as we stated earlier, is kind of creating a a more granular, a more localized level of communication. It can be somebody in your church. It can be people that you walk down the street, you hang out with. Basically letting you know that the difficulty of being able to relate to the SBA isn't as difficult as you think if you know somebody and you feel comfortable with extending the conversation. Because a lot of people feel they just, it's just this program may be beyond their needs and their means because the SBA offers loans and we're going to break that down. But I want to talk about this program is a little bit more. So through July 23rd, you say individuals can go online at the website, where can they go? Uh, They would go
1: to grants.gov, which is the official federal government portal for submitting grant applications. Uh Uh, So you can look up uh, community navigators in grant.gov. It'll take you to the page, uh, give you all the updates regarding the request for proposal document Uh and what's being asked. And, of course, what documents need to be
0: submitted. Okay, cool. Well, guess what? Your, your boy going to get on that, now, Terry. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this opportunity. And so let's talk about those National Small Business Week. You know, usually in September, I'm just getting ahead of the curve now because I've learned that <laughs> if you don't get ahead of the curve, Terry, with information, people always say, I didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody told me. So we know that National Small Business Week will be celebrated mid-September. You know, and no awards will be given this year, but it will be recognized the, what I like to call we have been. Uh, I've been. I've been. I've been interviewing people from Texas, from California, from New York. When I say that, I'm talking about small business owners, and it has been a challenge to understand how you can keep your bills on the table, your people, your employees employed. What has been the most trying um, controversy? I shouldn't say that word, but uh trying opportunities of trying to keep these businesses afloat, other than the PPP program or loan programs, Terry. Well, I think even before we get to the money aspect, mm-hmm. one of the
1: biggest challenges is was you know people's business models, and if you had a business model that was dependent upon people coming into a location or you interacting with them face to face, now you've got to change that dynamic because of the restrictions, you know, with social distancing and businesses actually being closed for a time. And then once they reopened, they had to meet certain guidelines mm-hmm. uh, for safety and health purposes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of businesses were just trying to figure out, how do I now deliver my good or my service in a way that I had not envisioned originally or normally we would not? Uh, people had to rethink things like uh, their supply the supply chain. Right. Because even if I'm operating to some degree, now the suppliers that help provide the good or service that I'm delivering, those have been disrupted as well. And now we've got to try to figure out how do we get what we need to keep the business going. So I really, my my hats off to our resource partners, such as SCORE and the Small Business Development Centers and the Women Business Centers, who really helped the Georgia District Office in working with businesses, not only in terms of accessing the various resources uh, with PPP and the economic injury disaster loans, etc., but helping people figure
0: out how to manage right. and
1: structure their organizations and their operations to meet the challenges of the situation.
0: Well, you know, and you never know where the challenge comes from, or whether whether because I'm gonna tell you when the Panama Command, when that, that ship got trapped in, and just. I, um, I it affected me personally because I, I I take calcium pills, and I went into Walgreens, went to the CVS, and I was like, I, I, finally I said, "Excuse me, what's going on?" He said, "Man," he said, "That ship that's blocking the Panama Canal is shutting down all available transport between that canal, and so that's what we just need to know." This may have been COVID-19, but there are other scenarios out there that can stop you from becoming a, a resourceful company if you don't plan ahead or you don't have alternative sources to move your product forward. That's what you were talking about, right, Terry? Correct. And one of the things, you know, we talk about business plans. And of course, a lot of people
1: don't bother with business plans, which, of course, that's another uh, discussion mm-hmm. why you should do one. Mm-hmm. But even when they do the business plan, they kind of focus on the maybe the most likely scenario or the best case scenario. But we never look at the other end of the spectrum. What if things don't go according to plan? Wow. You know, mm-hmm. What if my uh, supply chain and delivery systems are compromised because of a given situation right. or emergency? Mm-hmm. Um, what if my revenues go down 25 uh, percent? Right. What does that look like? In terms of my bottom line or my expenses go up, you know, with COVID-19 people now had to think about additional cleaning, you know, methods, more frequent cleaning, certain types of equipment. They had to think about PPE, of course, Mm -hmm. personal protection equipment Mm -hmm. that was extra expenses they had not envisioned Mm -hmm. uh, prior to the pandemic. So when you're doing business planning, you really got to look at the full range of possibilities And have at least an outline of a game plan on how you can counter or mitigate some of those situations when they occur. Well,
0: let's talk about the budget. It seems to be nobody wants to do a budget, but everybody wants to run a business. How can we convince people, Terry, come on, help me out, Terry Dennis. A budget, You, you got to know what your expenses are, not just how much you're trying to generate. There has to be a plan, especially if you—we're not not talking about a one-off party. One-off party, you can probably get away with that. If you're trying to do sign a lease with somebody, if you're trying to lock down employees, if you're trying to generate revenue on a consistent daily, weekly, and monthly and annual basis, there has to be a budget tied to that. And that's where the SCORE organization, which is part of SBA, can assist young, old, or people who are trying to follow their dreams with the budget planning part. Correct, Terry?
1: Yes, we have SCORE that can help with that. Uh, The Small Business Development Centers, we partner here with the University of Georgia, Mm -hmm. uh, have numerous locations around the state as does SCORE. We have a Women's Business Center that can provide assistance uh, for women entrepreneurs uh, particularly, but they assist uh, the male-owned businesses as well, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of different uh, resources and expertise that can sit down with you and kind of help you work through those types of questions and issues, and the counseling is free. Say that one more time, Tara. The, counsel is the counseling is right now. The counseling, you do not have to pay for the counseling, but in a way you have, because as a taxpayer, your tax dollars go to help underwrites for in the small business development centers, women's business centers, et cetera. So you're just
0: recouping on the investment you've made as a taxpayer, really. And and here's, I'm going to just tell you something. It's never packed. It's, people are in there, but it's never like a line out the door. So you will not be discouraged by going in there. And then they're receptive to you. I'm just talking about my experience. I, you know, I, I have a relationship in, in Texas. I have a relationship in Georgia with the SBA. And I'm fans of trying to tell people how important it is. It was a young man uh, and his brother uh, were looking at opening up a uh, local restaurant, like, kind of like a subway type setup, you know, but it was original food. And I asked him, it was like three weeks ago, Terry. I said, uh, he, he kept asking me questions. I said, oh, you got to put together a budget. He said, I got that, sir. He said, I said, well, you need to get a, a design layout because you really can't get a layout of what it work working. I said, have you been to the SBA? He went, what you talking about? I said, wow. Okay, cool. Here we go. Here we go. Now, you got to go there because it's free. And you got to start talking. To and they have mentors. They're like mentors. I'm just telling everybody. The SBA is like mentoring. They're mentoring young businesses to be successful because... The goal is the current administration has a new goal to increase small disadvantaged business contracting goals from 5% to 15%. Okay? This is an initiative to empower underserved communities. Now, you might say, I'm not underserved. Well, if you don't know any information about how to run your business, you are underserved. And you need to gain information. And that's what the SBA is about. Talk about what I just said about increasing the goal of disadvantaged business, contracting goals from 5% to 15%. Because what I'm just trying to tell everybody, Terry, is that you are on a mission. You've always been on a mission. And your mission and your organization is to really tell minorities and invite them into this diverse pool of entrepreneurial opportunities, correct? Yes, that is correct. Correct. And um, with, in terms of
1: the small disadvantaged business goal, you know, the federal government buys a lot of uh, products and services. In yes, they any do. given year, uh, we spend government-wide $500 billion, $600 billion mm-hmm. in goods and services throughout the federal various federal agencies. So there's a lot of opportunity, things that you wouldn't necessarily think of the government purchasing you know, at first thought, you realize they do. So it's always been a goal. How do we make sure that all segments of the small business community, as well as the small business community as a whole, right, from uh, participating in the federal procurement system? Uh, and we do have programs and tools to help people who are looking to enter the federal contracting market Thank or you. to expand their presence and activity in that market.
0: Uh, you know, it's really, it's really amazing when I talk to you, Terry, you know, some ways I, you know, uh, you know, you know me, I I, I can get frustrated because I just want to give out information. I want people to win. And I'm talking to, if you don't know who I'm talking to, it's Terry Dennison. She's the Georgia District Director of the U.S. Small Business Administration. You know it as, you know it as the SBA. She's been in this role since May 2002. When I came into this market in 2018 with Money Making Conversation, she's one of the very first guests that I brought on the air. And, when I, and, and it really, and I reason that's what Money Making Conversation is about is about letting you see and talking to, what I call, industry decision makers. That's what she is. You know, she's not a celebrity, she's not an entrepreneur, she's an industry decision maker. In other words, she can give you information that can change your life. And when I say change your life, we're talking about so many people who are trying to open up businesses and trying to run a business and have no knowledge of that opportunity. And so tell us the primary role of the SBA. And I'm going to ask a couple of more questions before I let you get you out of here. Okay. Oh, what is our role? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, we're a federal government
1: agency. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize that. They think we're a nonprofit organization, but we are part of the federal government. Mm -hmm. And we've been around since 1953 and our mission has always been to support the U S economy through supporting small business in terms right. of small business creation mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, growth. Yes. Uh, we do that in a variety of ways. We have, uh, our loan programs, mainly our loan guarantee programs where we guarantee loans made by commercial lenders. Uh, we also have a microloan program for those, uh, in, um, businesses that maybe they're home based or as right. a solopreneur they don't need a lot of capital they don't need millions of dollars but they need what they need when they need it so right. <laughs> they provide loans mm-hmm. up to uh $50,000 and those are done by nonprofit uh community development financial institutions yes mm-hmm. so they may have a they have a little more leeway in terms of how they look at credit compared to a commercial lender for profit. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've talked about the counseling and education resources that we have for people who got an idea Mm -hmm. and don't know what the next steps should be to someone who's been in business. They've gone through the startup stage. Now maybe they have new challenges, new opportunities because of their growth. Mm -hmm. And now they need to prepare and situate that business to be able to enter the new stage of that business life cycle. And then the government contracting piece,
0: uh, which we alluded to earlier, to help small businesses that want to enter that market. Yeah, from 5% to up to 15%. Now, before, I, uh, one area I wanted, there's a lot of things that were created during COVID-19 pandemic. The SBA delivered various relief programs. I want to ask you if these programs, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. If you're unaware of them, uh, please let me know. But I want to know if they still in existence. If they are still in existence, what purpose do they serve? I'm going to start off with the Paycheck Protection Program, a program that I used uh, in the month of May. Uh, to help pay my staff when the country was shut down. So, talk about the Payroll Protection Program. Is that still available? And is, and what, how is it serving a purpose now that the country is opening back up?
1: Well, actually, the, P- the Paycheck Protection Program or PPP uh, sunset on um, it sunsetted on uh, May thirty first. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, uh, SBA no longer took applications from participating lenders. And we've actually cleaned out the backlog of applications and it's totally shut down as of uh, June 30.
0: Okay, cool. Great. What about the Restaurant Revitalization Fund Program? Is that still available? Actually, that is not mm-hmm. uh, it
1: was a case of a lot of demand mm-hmm. versus what was allocated for the program. Mm-hmm. Twenty-eight point six million—excuse uh, me, billion—was allocated for the program. Mm-hmm. We received applications nationwide totaling around seventy billion. Mm-hmm. So that money went pretty quickly. So currently, the program is closed, and mm-hmm. I know there's been some discussion of maybe mm-hmm. uh, Congress providing more funds, and we'll just have to wait and see about that. But it is closed as of now.
0: So I'm basically letting everybody know that the country is co- coming back to normal. The support system that you may have experienced or may have been a part of previously during the, the COVID of 2020, I want to say 2020, has changed. But you do have programs, new online programs and learning coaching platforms like the Ascent for women business owners. That is that new or is that something that has been around that i am just made aware of through this interview?
1: No, it's relatively new. It launched uh, back in January of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had been several years in the making, but mm-hmm. it was really created to help women-owned businesses who have gone through the startup phase mm-hmm. and now they're in a position or are considering scaling. Mm-hmm. That's been one of the biggest challenges, uh, I think, of women-owned businesses and probably other underserved communities as well. You know, we are maybe able to get the business started, but it remains basically a self-employment. Awesome. I want to wrap Opportunity. it up. Uh, cool. So this is about how you get to that next stage, right. especially if you have the market and the product or service that is scalable.
0: Right. And I want to just close out by talk, bringing up the Community Navigators program again, which I'm very excited about. You said just go to, if it's available on uh, grants.gov, right? If you go there. That is correct. And this is, a, this is an RFP type a response to this if you want to be a part of being considered for this in the state of Georgia only, correct? Well, actually it's nationwide.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. It's nationwide. So they're looking to give awards out across the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I would say is once again, it's for organizations. So nonprofit entities, government entities that, uh, are, you know, provide Technical assistance mm-hmm. to small businesses. Right. So it's not to finance small businesses themselves.
0: Okay, cool. And I want to clear so the community navigator has to be a nonprofit. That is correct. Okay, cool. Great. want to make sure that everybody understood that. Again, Terry Dennison, thank you for coming on my show. You've been fantastic as usual. Like I said, when I go live with on WCLK in the fall, I want to bring you back and we celebrate and take some phone calls that will be properly screened, of course, to talk about <laughs> how we can move forward and continue to grow entrepreneurs, especially in disadvantaged neighborhoods, especially in minority communities, because my goal, my passion is to let everybody know that SBA is there for you. As she clearly stated, it it's your money your money is being spent that's why that's why score is there that's why all these organizations are there so why not use resources that you've already paid for thank you again terry dennison for coming on money making conversations uh it's been a pleasure i look forward to seeing you again okay thank you very much if you want to see or hear any of my interviews on money making conversation please go to moneymakingconversation.com i'm rashawn mcdonald i am your host